Wicca, paganism, shamanism. What do these ideas mean to you? Did you know that a lot of controversial views on these topics are based upon misconceptions? Welcome to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk, a.k.a. Susie Peltier. We will explain these practices in depth and provide new opportunities and perspectives to change your life. Now, here is Lady Red Hawk. Red Hawk, and I'm here with my special guest today, Michael, who's a spiritual seeker with no current spiritual affiliation. Hail and welcome, Michael. Thank you very much, Susie. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Thank you. Today we'll be having a seeker's chat, or what we call lovingly a game of Quiz the Witch, because it is an opportunity for you to ask me your questions. You can call into the show at 1-866-472- 5795 or email me at info at Before we meet Michael, I'd like to just say that one of my intentions is to clear up a misconception uh, that Wicca has many schools of thought and forms of practice similar to the denominations in Christianity or sects in Buddhism. I don't pretend to speak for all witches. What I will be presenting is a viewpoint or a tradition I developed called Taoist Wicca that is a spiritual coaching program as well as a spiritual practice. While traditions vary widely in Wicca, we all agree on one basic point. Wicca is an earth-based spirituality that has nothing to do with the devil. There is no devil in Wicca. Uh, That said, I'd like to introduce Michael because unfortunately there is much bigotry against witchcraft. We're withholding his last name. But I can say he was raised a Baptist on the East Coast and moved to San Francisco 14 years ago. He's a businessman who knows nothing about Wicca and carries no spiritual affiliation, just an inquiring mind and an open heart. Thanks for coming, Michael. Thank you very much, Sue. It's great to be here. Uh, for those of you out there, I am new um, to the whole philosophy um, as to what Susie does and her background and the things that um, she espouses. And I'm here today to... Um, to talk to her to see if I can find out more about what she does in the background of everything that um, is involved here. Um, shamanism, paganism, all of that, you know. Um, I really uh, have a curious mind and would like to know more about um, how everything works. But what I'd like to do, Sue, is just to start with you because someone like me who doesn't have the background, um, if I could find out a little more about you and someone um, like you who gets involved, in this thought um, process or in this mindset. Can you tell me more about yourself, a little bit about your um, background and how you um, arrived to where you are currently? Okay, well, I'm a massage therapist, uh, hypnotherapist, a holistic practitioner, been practicing for over 20 years, uh, spent over 10,000 hours of uh, clinical massage work, Um, And I actually came in through the door as a healer. I was a healer uh, getting a holistic health degree from New College, and I was curious because they kept uh, saying that shamans would do rituals for healing. But when it came to researching, nobody was talking about rituals but the witches. So I thought, well, witch doctor, shaman, witch, hmm, let me go a little bit deeper. And I had this hypothesis that that 
low self-esteem was rampant in this country. It's an epidemic proportion. And it struck me that ritual might be an underutilized tool for galvanizing community and for um, helping people see themselves in a, a better light. So I gathered a few friends together, got a bunch of books. The books didn't agree, so I kind of was left to my own devices and figured out what seemed to fit my clients, what seemed to fit all the way around, and um, came up with a system I call Taoist Wicca, which kind of utilizes a lot of the, um, the Asian assumptions about how, how energy moves, because energy... Wicca is the Indo-European patchwork remnants of shamanic and indigenous peoples before the um, Christianization. And shamanism is a basic um, set of practices that enables a shaman or medicine person to go in between ordinary and non-ordinary reality for the sake of the, the tribe. So many witch doctors, witches, which to witch means to wick or to shape energy. And um, so witches are the wise shapers, mm-hmm. bending or shaping energy. Mm-hmm. And I was always very curious as to how, being an only child, how group dynamics could help um, a person improve their self-esteem. And I came to notice in the the um, the process that when a group came together with the assumption that we were all divine beings mm-hmm. and decided that we could live at large and let the divinity out to play a little bit, that we could encourage each other to grow into that divinity as being an expression in our daily life rather than dumbing it down all the time. Mm-hmm. So as a healer, I've always been interested in ritual as a healing tool. It reaches the subconscious in ways as that I now know from hypnotherapy can be very, very powerful mm-hmm. and um, make um, changes much more simply and easily, gracefully, than mm-hmm. it is if we're only working with the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. So I think the ancients were on to a lot of um, really important tools for altering consciousness and for shifting and shaping their mm-hmm. their reality as well as opening up their perceptions to the natural world, to live in harmony with the natural world. Mm-hmm. And those are all things that I think we need now. So yeah, I, I definitely am agree with that. And I think also, Susie, you look at the overall, um, again, get into the mindset of it all, the thought process behind it and the feelings, spirituality, all that's involved. How do you dispel some of the myths that exist? You know, for someone like me who wanted to delve more into it, you know, um, to find out more about themselves, about life, universe, etc. Um, what are some of the myths that currently exist about Awareka and shamanism? You know, can you tell me a little more about that and how we can um, dispel some of those myths? Okay. Well, the biggest myth, of course, is that we have something to do with the devil. Mm-hmm. And Christianity, Judaism, Islam all come out of a view of a duality that is adversarial, mm-hmm. good, good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And 
Wicca, the earth-based spiritualities, come from a complementary view of duality. Mm-hmm. Um, yin and yang, good and evil. Um, and so uh, the Tao, the picture of the, the round circle with the two squiggles, the dark half and the light half with the little dots in the middle, um, they represent change and they represent the fact that nothing is an absolute within the dark half is the the light dot and without within the dark half is the is, excuse me within the light half is the dark circle mm-hmm. and within the light light half is the dark circle mm-hmm. and that means that there are, is nothing absolute and that squiggle represents that there's always changing always moving mm-hmm. so it's a very accurate description of how nature operates mm-hmm. and um, wicca is a nature religion Mm-hmm. We honor the solstices and equinoxes and things like that. So mm-hmm. the devil isn't in our mindset at all. Mm-hmm. We do believe that thoughts are things. Mm-hmm. They have power and they direct our energy. Mm-hmm. The more people feed into a thought form, the stronger the thought form gets. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint... Satan is a very well-fed thought form, but mm-hmm. Wiccans aren't the ones feeding it. Right, right. He's not in our in our consciousness at all. Mm-hmm. We don't think about it. We don't talk about it. We don't, you know. He's just not in the not in the picture at all for us. Right. And one of the reasons it uh, came to be um, diluted was partly. A very well constructed con game and um, bad press. Mm-hmm. That, That's very important in society. Press right. has such an influence over how people feel and think, and in so so many ways, without a doubt, definitely right. I can see that. Right. The the um, church when the church was very new when Constantine in the, the third century mm-hmm. um, came to power. And had a vision in which um, he saw Jesus supporting his troops. He decided he would become Christian and therefore make the Rome a Christian state. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to do that, he had to begin to um, rewrite the the Bible, mm-hmm. which was one of his first things to do, and he had to vilify the old ways mm-hmm. and. One of the ways they did that was in every hunting tradition, you had the horned one, mm-hmm. this animal that represented the totem animal that represented all animals of the, the, um, of the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And they decided, ah, well, they're worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. And so they put horns on him and clo- cloven hooves and as a direct smear campaign against uh, the, the deity that fed you. Mm-hmm. And the horned one in Wicca is exactly that. He's, he's the medium, the intermediary between the spirit world and this world that guides the animals, that brings the sacrifice, that teaches you where to hunt and what water is safe to drink and mm-hmm. and gives you your clothing and um, 
shows you to the better weather and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. What what foods to eat when you're sick? All of those things came out of long associations of the horned one as many, many animals. You had the stag in the northern European climate. You had the bull. You had the ram for the pastoral people. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't just one. It was particular to the culture. And if you think about it, the god was that which fed you. Mm -hmm. And then later on, after we passed out of the hunter-gatherer phase, we moved into the Neolithic, the um, seed stage, and that's when the seed and grain gods came about. Mm-hmm. And so there must have been a tremendous mystery to look at this teeny tiny seed and know that one day it would grow to be a, tr- a fruit tree or mm-hmm. to know that that one day it would be a, a stalk of grain. Mm-hmm. And they had to do a lot of hybridizing in order to to make an edible wheat and to and barley and so forth. So it wasn't an instantaneous process, but these were all mysterious things to them. Mm-hmm. And so we got an, a new set of gods, you might say. Yeah. And then come the Bronze Age, when people started looking to the stars and as astronomy and astrology, that's when we got the sun or solar deities. And recent Christianity and Judaism came out of those solar uh, worships. Mm-hmm. So sure. we're going to be right back. We're talking about variations on from beginner to intermediate. You're listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Our society is spiraling out of control. Are you stressed out and concerned about the events occurring around you? Is there hope? Yes, there is. Tune in to Living in the End Times, featuring your host, Monita Dukia, who will help you understand and navigate these perilous times. Living in the End Times airs live Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern Time, on 7th Wave. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. 7th Wave Network.
are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. And I'm here with Michael. He's a spiritual seeker, and we're playing Quiz the Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I I have a question here that came by email from a listener in Florida Mm -hmm. named Valerie. She wondered, um, what are circle dues? What do they cover, and why have them? And um, she's... Referring to something that I do in my circle is um, I ask people to pay an annual uh, subscription dues because I send out part of parts of the book I'm working on. Ancient was excuse me, that one is the Wisdom of the Seasons: A Guide to Wicca, the Chakras, and the Tao. And people on my email list, my circle list pay to subscribe to get these readings they also get a copy of the rituals and an open invitation to come to the rituals so it's a way that no matter where you are you can kind of follow the system do the homework and even do the rituals for yourself if you if you need to and um so she wonders what her circle dues, and they have to do with a, kind of like a subscription membership. Uh, they help to defray some of the costs. I spent hours and hours and hours working out the system and creating rituals and planning rituals and clucking like a mother hen to see who's coming and who's not coming and printing rituals up for people who come without them and you name it. And it all, there's no way anyone could ever compensate me for the number of hours I've put into this. But it's mostly, the, the dues are between 35 and $55 a year. And they are a an honorarium, mostly. They're a way of just honoring and saying you appreciate what I'm up to. And, and most groups have some kind of joining fee. Um, so that's not so unusual. Um, I use use the money to buy candles and get the altar cloths cleaned and all kinds of things by ink and paper for my printer. Um, and I have them for a couple reasons. We also pat, pass the hat during the ritual. Um, that's a love offering similar to what you would find in the collection plate at church. You just give what you can. No one's ever turned away for lack of funds. Um, the reason for that, again, is to um, say appreciation for your priestess and the hard work. And also, culturally, we just are taught that we value things that we pay for. I'm not saying I agree with that sentiment. I wish it weren't true, but I think there is some truth to it. So I ask a nominal uh, fee when you consider the amount of reading you get and uh, the amount of interaction. I'm available 24-7. If someone in the circle has a problem, they're welcome to contact me. So it's a way of keeping my little church up and running, you might say. 
And she also asked, what is the difference between Taoist Wicca and good old-fashioned Celtic Wicca? And I would say Celtic Wicca um, uses only the Celtic pantheon, only the Celtic deities. Taoist Wicca, you can substitute yin and yang for god and goddess. And we incorporate a lot of... um, traditions and approaches that come from other cultures other than Celtic. So we have a little bit of Santeria in our tradition because people have come into the circle who've had a Santeria background. Uh, further on in the, um, <clears throat> the show, I'll be inter- interviewing um, Mary, who's a Santeria priestess, give you a, fla- a taste of that flavor. Um, and so, and, and also the Hindu deities, um, and uh, Kuan Yin is a favorite patron of mine. So people bring their patron deities and their own style of worship, and we add add that into the to the circle. So the Taoist Wicca is very much an eclectic mix of traditions. <clears throat> so Michael, did you have another question for me? Yes, Susie, and uh, thanks so much. Before you the, uh, break, everything that you spoke of was really fascinating. Well, and thank I you. I appreciate you, um, your, your insight, your enthusiasm. You're so uh, great at everything, you know, just explaining <laughs> everything so, so well, you know. And thanks thank you. a lot, you know, especially for someone like me. You know, it's very, very good. Um, one of the things that I really liked is the fact that um, uh, Wicca and Wiccans, it and the people who uh, follow it or believe in it, don't seem to be um, static at all. That's one of the things that I uh, picked up. It seems to be that it's constantly I'm um, involving, I'm um, involving the people who are um, involved in it, um, the philosophy of it all. You know, it's constantly evolving. Where does that come from? From the uh, church, you know, religious church, um, Christianity, and all that stuff. Okay, this is the way it is. It's not going to change. Okay, we're pretty much stuck <laughs> in the mud there. And I don't really like that. <laughs> and I'm really, um, really impressed by the fact that it is evolving. You know, something that can move is not just static. You know, mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. you talk about that a bit also? As you, where you see things, where they've been, where they are now, and where they're going. Yes. Well, you have some people who are very. Um, you have some people who are lucky enough to be what we call hereditary witches, mm-hmm. meaning families who have passed down certain. Wiccan practices, witchcraft practices, um, maybe even preserve them through the burning times, which was that uh, terrible period of the uh, Inquisition mm-hmm. that happened throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us who are, uh, there, there were some established traditions long about the 20s, the 1920s, uh, Gardnerian tradition, Alexandrian tradition, and the Egyptian tradition, and so forth. But nothing, tradition is a misleading term because nothing is really, unless you have a hereditary background, nothing is really older than, than the 20th century. Mm-hmm. It, and so these traditions are like denominations in Christianity. They each have a different kind of flavor, like food from different parts of the world has different flavors, and there are different customs around eating it and when you eat it and with what hand you eat it and all of that. So it's a little bit like that with 
with Wicca. It, Wicca is a patchwork quilt. To okay. wick, to wick, is means to shape shift, and Wicca is the craft of the wise shaping. Hence, you get the term witchcraft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a set of skills to allow you to bend and shape energy. Mm-hmm. So with Taoist Wicca, I didn't start out to form a tradition. I wanted a healing tool. Mm-hmm. But with the books not agreeing, I kind of had to sit with what I knew, what I observed of my clients coming through my practice and what I um, was noticing in my meditations when I would sit with these various questions. Mm-hmm. And I landed upon the system that um, for the, the Sabbaths that um, Starhawk outlined in her 10th anniversary um, edition of Spiral Dance. But then there were only about a page and a half given to each Sabbath. And I started to, my people said, well, well, we certainly don't mind humoring you, but tell us what to say and why we're saying it. Mm-hmm. And so my, my, essays to them about what they were doing and why they were doing it got bigger and bigger and bigger every year (laughs) because I would get more and more insights as Mm -hmm. to how um, these various themes are working on our psyche to where I ultimately came to realize that the seasons are hardwired into our bodies and into our psyches to do Mm -hmm. certain emotional kinds of work at certain Mm -hmm. times of the year. Mm -hmm. And if we followed them, we have a built-in coaching system. Mm -hmm. And nobody else, to my knowledge, was really talking about that, um, using the practice as a coaching system. Mm -hmm. And I can see from that standpoint, it's something that can evolve from one plane to the next plane. It's not casting concrete. There are other things that you can do, other paths that you can take here. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, for example, again, I mentioned earlier that God and goddess, if somebody was uncomfortable with those terms, they could use yin and yang. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or um, from the the chakra system, uh, manifestation and liberation. Mm -hmm. So I think language is one of the big hang-ups and sometimes if we can just get past the language of something into the spirit of something we can do a great deal better the Tao represents a focal point of balance and that's what Taoist Wicca represents is a focal point of balance what's balance for you mm-hmm. if you take the things that you ordinarily assume are adversaries work and play for example mm-hmm. You know, we generally think we have to choose one over the other instead of figuring out how our work can be playful, how our um, religious activities can be filled with mirth and reverence. Mm -hmm. How they can be balanced. Right, right. So you can have... You can have a number of things that were once in a dualistic system. Mm -hmm. Adversaries now become complements. And Mm so so... as you begin to remove the, the the problematic difficulty that comes out of an adversarial viewpoint of duality, you can begin to see things in a greater harmony, and that frees you up for gre- greater creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at other cultures and say, "Oh, well, they're saying this 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 practice is very similar to da 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 da," and I can I. I think I understand what they're coming from with that. Like, for example, the Celts cast a circle mm-hmm. and call the directions, and so do, so do the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. 
So it's more important to know that the Celts and the Native Americans cast circles and call the directions than it is to worry about what designation they have for each direction and elemental. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mm-hmm. get caught in the minutia. It's mm-hmm. more important that they all seem to indicate that you have to create a container for your energy mm-hmm. and you have to honor the elementals in some way. Let me ask you about um, technology these days and the role that. Hang on, Michael. We'll okay. come back right back. All right. That. Sure. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Is there a difference between dream work and intuition? The relationship is closer than you think. These are mutually supportive concepts. When you dream, your intuition serves as a foreshadow of the future and can bring rapid results through dream analysis. Tune in to The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams with your host, Dr. Marcia Emery. Explore this unique relationship and learn to understand how the symbolism of dreams can be clarified. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypno therapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. So I have another question here from Lurline in Paris, France. She's wondering um, if Wicca works well in the north where we have winter in December and summer in July, how does it work in the south of the world like Australia? It is summer for Yule, very, very warm um, and colder in July. It's actually... 
it works the same way. You're going to match your the colder weather to the rebirth. So if your longest night of the year happens in June 22nd, 21st, 22nd, then that would be your Yule. And oftentimes I have heard, I've never been to the Southern Hemisphere, but I've heard that you cast the circle in the opposite direction, meaning you would cast it um, moon-wise, uh, anti-clockwise. So um, those are things that, um, because the darkness is a metaphor for journeying through the underworld and the the rebirth, the switch into the, the pivot point from uh, dark into a new growth cycle is more important than the date of the year that it happens on. So, thank you, Lurleen. Okay. So, Michael, do you have another question for me? Uh, yeah, I just have a few things. I've got a lot of things running through my mind at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> uh, one of the things I have... Do you have to take uh, Wicca as a religion to practice it? No. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I would suggest to beginners that they take it as a creative outlet mm-hmm. and uh, practice it that way for a while because mm-hmm. you can sew costumes, you can make jewelry, you can make altar cloths, you can make your your ritual items, your tools, mm-hmm. and um, it's um, it's very colorful. It Art is always a means into the, the spirit. That's the reason they do art, art therapy these mm-hmm. days. So um, there are lots of things to, in, to activate your creativity as a means of expressing your spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't really have to believe. Like in Christianity, you have to believe in Jesus before um, he can start working for you. Mm-hmm. And um, in Wicca, we just ask you to suspend disbelief mm-hmm. and have an experience and then be willing to trust that experience. Mm-hmm. So over time... Your own experiences will convince you that um, there's something to it. Mm-hmm. And if not, you go on and find something that does um, feel good to you, does feel right to you. Uh, yeah, there's we don't get brownie points in heaven for making converts. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't, I don't have any investment other than opening people's minds and mm-hmm. clearing up the misconception that we're Satanists. Satanists, I will say, are actually misguided Christians mm. because they are worshipping a Christian invention. Mm-hmm. And um, again, we don't have anything to do with that. Right, right. Well, what I think is very important is um, for someone like me coming from that kind of background, is to learn more about what you're doing, you know, wick, 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 in. How do you get the word out in a in a larger fashion, you know, to, to have to get to more folks so that they know about it? Shows like this are very, very good and very, very good. You know, it gets the ball rolling. But how do you um, 
put the word out on a larger, larger scale. You know, these days everything is tech, technology. Everybody's on Facebook and they tweet and all these other things. Any ideas to how you can get out to get the word out to more people like me? You know, who well, want to know. And, well, I have a um, a uh, mailing list, mm-hmm. um, an email list, so you can get on the circle list. Okay. Uh, that's one way to do it. You just email me at info at mm-hmm. You can also go by and like me mm-hmm. on uh, Spiritual Seekers Radio uh, on the Facebook page. Okay. So you are using modern technology, Facebook, etc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I also have a Taoist Wiccan page on Facebook. So okay. you can look both of those things up. You can also Twitter at Spirit Seek Radio. Mm-hmm. And um, if you like what you're seeing, you can check out um, the uh, Spiritual Seekers uh, radio and download the graphic mm-hmm. that is for our next show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, because next show I'm going to be discussing uh, Dallas Wicca, uh, the practice uh, in depth with my um, one of my longest standing priests, Lord Todd, who's been with us, a priest of the circle for nine years. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's always an uphill battle, yeah. especially. Because ignorance is the hardest thing in the world to overcome. But if, if people, people are ed- educated, that's what overcomes that, though. That people it are would. Educated. It would. And you know, it's an educational process. It would be nice if if um, schools um, studied history a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we realize we have to make sure our kids can read and write before they study history. Right, right. So, so mm-hmm. we've got a long way to go on that score. Um, but one by one, I'll yeah. get people who come and they're they're sick in their bodies and in their spirits yeah. and, and in their minds. And when they talk to me, it's eerie how often that the themes they're struggling with come right on the heels of a Sabbath that just is coming up or just passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... I often in my coaching kind of use use that to help people understand, no, you're not nuts. There's probably there is a seasonal impetus for you to be doing this kind of soul searching at this time of year. Yeah. And if you will do the homework, you're, you're not working against your body anymore. Mm-hmm. And your body isn't holding the tension of those, those um, uh those issues that right. you are refusing to look at because you don't have a context through which to look at them. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, think that... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Ahead. Well, I was going to say that the, the beauty of, of a nature worship is that that you can look to nature for the context for what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all right there. Mm-hmm. You know, life and death uh, are cyclical. Yeah. yeah. And um, commitments and making intentions and setting goals. And if you want to have carrots, you have to plant 
carrots. Mm -hmm. You can't plant rutabagas and expect them to come out carrots. Mm -hmm. We have to become deliberate in our in our thinking and in our actions, and we have to consider the ramifications of those actions on the yeah. greater good. Right. And yeah. that's and that's the ecological message of Wicca. Yeah. Well, I love the uh, message. Everything that you have spoke of so far, definitely. And. <laughs> How do we get the word out? You know, that's one of my um, major um, concerns. You know, all the goodness that it's doing, all the good things that you're saying, and just to get the word out more because in this society, first of all, you have to teach people about their certain things and then educate them, but also the um, politics of it all. If it doesn't fit into our political um, realm, then it's mm -hmm. something that's not really pr 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 promoted, you know. It's just like, okay, we're going to go ahead and let it go. You know, it doesn't fit into right. our little box here. But right. the politics and the education, you know, they have to be there. They both do in order to um, raise up society's uh, thoughts when it comes to this um, to this theory, you know. Um, how do we get there, Susie? Well, I, I don't know, but I look at today is the birthday of Martin Luther King, one of the great uh, heroes of the 20th century. And we look at him and he started out a church at a time mm -hmm. he started out a community at a time mm -hmm. and with my little circle and my mailing list and and um, you talking to your friends and maybe deciding you'd like to come to a circle one of these days mm -hmm. um, that's he kind of did it one person at a time there was each that huge space I have a dream speech mm -hmm. with that enormous group of people, masses and masses of people, mm -hmm. filling Washington, D.C. to hear him. That didn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. yeah. nor did his dreams come true overnight. There's still a long way to go to accomplish his dreams, but we're a lot closer with a black president now than we ever were before. Mm -hmm. And so, many people thought it would be impossible forever. It never happened. Exactly. Yep. Never so, happened. And, and at least witches aren't burned at the stake anymore. Mm -hmm. At least not in the, not in the, uh, the civilized world. They're still... Uh, stoned in uh, in Africa, but mm -hmm. so we'll be right back. We're the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy 
therapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Are you experiencing imbalance and disharmony in your life? Do you feel like you're laboring under the burden of emotional trauma, failing relationships, or unresolved grief? Learn ways to turn your life around. Set yourself on the path of transformation with host Anjali Chug. Our topics of discussion will show you the way to feel happy and liberated. Start by tuning in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, for Path of Transformation on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. So I have another question, and this one is from Stephanie. Why is it so easy to find other things to do when you've committed to go to one of the Sabbaths? And I think that has to do with your relationship to the universe. Um, When you realize that each time you commit to coming to a ceremony um, or to doing a moon rite or something like that, when you blow it off, the universe thinks a little bit less of you and is not willing to back you. We have a saying in Wicca, we say your um, magic is only as good as your word, and your word is your magic. So beginning to keep your word impeccably helps to align the universe. And one of the poems Goethe wrote said, that when until one is committed, there is hesitancy, always ineffectiveness. But from the moment one commits, then providence moves to, to achieve things that no one could have achieved, thought of. And I think that's very, very true. I think sometimes on the days that it's really hard to get out of bed and really hard to, you know, get your errands done and get to ritual on time uh, or get to a class or a workshop that you've been wanting to do. The universe throws up really big obstacles in your way just to see if you're going to take a stand and say, part the ways. I'm committed. I'm doing this. And I think when it when we do that, then the universe hears our commitment and and moves out of the way and moves moves the obstacles out of the way. But it's giving us a chance if we want to stay in our old patterns and if we want to stay stuck, it's giving us perfectly good, viable 
reasons for doing so. I think we have to to kind of make the commitment to live extraordinary lives and to tackle extraordinary things in order to to get ourselves in a mindset that we're actually divine beings and that um, uh, these obstacles are not there to stop us. They're meant to put us in touch with our power so that we can move them aside. Kind of like Moses parting the the Red Sea. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so is there um, another question for me, Michael? Well, I listen to everything you said, Susie. I know we don't have a lot of time left. But the um, benefits to society and Wicca and Wiccans, how they can benefit society, I think is a very important um, a matter as we look ahead, you know, because, again, I'm looking at the past, the present, and we'll be going, you know, um, years from now, hundreds, thousands of years from now. Um, can you talk about some of the good things that uh, Wicca and Wiccans doing for society or can do for society? Well, the most important thing is this um, rise in the concept of permaculture. Mm-hmm. Permaculture, uh, being self-sustaining and renewable energy and things like that, honoring, come out of an honoring of Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a new value system is coming out of permaculture that that we think differently here in San Francisco we're given three bins uh, compostables recyclables and garbage and we have to put out all three bins we have to have separate thought a moment before we've thrown something away to put it in the right bin mm-hmm. so 70, 77% of the uh, the waste is being recycled um, now in San Francisco that's wonderful mm-hmm. and what it can do for pollution down the road as a, as a cumulative effort um, so I'm not saying you have to be a Wiccan in, in order to be uh, conserving or to be eco-friendly but it helps because it's part of the spiritual system mm-hmm. you're, be, you're being spiritual to honor Mother Earth and to put things in the right Containers so that that uh, we don't fill the landfill needlessly, or mm-hmm. um, and we think more in terms of using over again think our resources. So I think that's one of the most important things. And also, we're a live and let live system. We don't have any difficulty with any other religion. They might have difficulty with us, but we don't have any difficulty with them. In this day and age, that's so important because everybody's at odds, Christianity, Christians, Islamic people. I mean, it's it's just terrible. Right, right, right. But that's really good to hear. We have no beef with anybody. That's good to hear. No, excellent. I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. It's been great fun. Same here, Susie. And thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. So next Monday at Pacific Coast Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, my guest will be Lord Todd, a priest from my Dallas Wiccan Circle for nine years. We'll be exploring the coaching system and tradition of Dallas Wicca that I established nearly 20 years ago. Come by and like me on my Facebook page, Spiritual Seekers Radio. Download the graphic for our next show from that page. And you can Twitter me at 
Spirit Seek Radio. If you like the show, support it by checking out our new online store where you can buy a T-shirt. Um, we settled on a, a great little slogan. It says, I survived Samhain. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of an inside joke. If you're new to, to Wicca, you won't quite know what that means yet. But Halloween was an ancestor rite. And it is a very intense um, holiday that asks us to compost the past, forgive the past, honor our ancestors, um, let go of the things that have troubled us. And so it becomes a kind of a, a, a molting uh, where you come face to face with your own spirit, your own fears, and the the mystery with a capital M. It's a very very profound holiday, and so I survive Samhain is a a um, the slogan for the T-shirt. And once you've done a Samhain, you'll know exactly what we mean by that. And it also has the graphic on the back that shows the um, the, the wheel of the year from the Taoist uh, perspective. And um, it'll help you understand the, the um, and keep it in mind. So you can get a mug or a T-shirt or a hoodie. So <laughs> I'm Lady Redhawk, and you've been listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. Thanks again to my guest, Michael, and to all of you for listening. Remember, the magic is in you. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. Please join Susie Peltier again next Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. Have a wonderful week.